Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. If you are liking what you're hearing, please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. I'm Christy in North Carolina. Nope, I'm not in North Carolina. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> I am. She's stealing my script, y'all. I'm Beth. I actually am in <laughs> North lying. Carolina. Back, back in the closet to talk some more crimes. That's right. I am Super too. excited. I am. For the new story. Yeah. Episode I'm two. excited. I'm excited actually about being in my actual closet because I haven't been in mine. The first episode I was in the basement closet and it just didn't feel as authentic as being in mine for some reason. I hear you. Mine is the biggest closet in the house and it's already my safe space. Yeah. So. Well, I will agree with that. However, I don't, I I just needed to like get as far away from everybody as possible that first time. And they were making noise (laughs) in their bedrooms and you can hear it. And I was like, forget this. I'm going in the basement, but yes, there's more room for me to spread out in this closet. (laughs) Way more comfortable. (laughs) So (laughs) one day we were just talking about guys. One day we're going to have big elaborate setups. (laughs) Of a desk still in our closet. <laughs> recording studio. Still, <laughs> yep. I'm gonna still have a little light closet with clothes, but we'll just add all that in. <laughs> yep, that's my yeah. plan. Yes, yeah. Hit subscribe Hit that button, make it happen, people. <laughs> um, but in terms of being outside the closet, I got a story for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was oh, cleaning good. basements, which you know probably happens a little less often than the rest of the house because it's kind of just where the kids go and I don't really pay much attention to it and um, I'm putting the remotes away for the tv and I open up and we have this couch with two little end tables and I open up the drawer and one of the end tables to put the remotes inside it and you want to take like even a guess as to what I found in there I mean you're not going to guess this but no, it's nothing not dead, right? Dead. That probably would have been a little <laughs> bit better, but it was a <laughs> open package of ramen. Like and like bites taken out of it. Like just raw hard ramen. <laughs> it's in the drawer. <laughs> and I took a Yes. Someone was somebody eating it. was down there eating this package of ramen. I, just like yeah. a big old giant and cracker. clearly like I was coming down the stairs or dad was coming down the stairs and they're like oh no and like threw it in this drawer and forgot about it <laughs> I... or they were like what a terrible idea this was I'm right. not finishing I, that I, I don't I don't understand I took a picture of it I sent it to my husband I was like are you kidding me like what 
who, who did this? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I have an idea. I, I'm pretty who sure I have it? an idea. Well, no, it, it was my oldest son because they do, they have eaten ramen before or his friends have. And I think he was just kind of like, hmm, I'll give that a try. He, he loves ramen, but usually cooked. Anyway, it was just, well, yeah. usually well, cooked? every other time I've seen him eat it, it was cooked. <laughs> Wait, what I want to know is, did they use the, the seasoning no, packet? No, that was in there. It was not. No, it, it was not it open. open. It was just. So they didn't mm-hmm. even season it with the no. beef or chicken. Just straight up, straight up ramen noodles, hard crunching. Yeah, and we. What's crazy too about this whole thing is your oldest, right? Is exactly. Like, like he is. He cares so much. That's why he threw it in there. He was I like, "I'm not doing that again." Raw ramen with no seasoning on it. <laughs> thing. Please put the and you know how messy ramen is it's like there's like tiny little broken pieces all around the I was like man this is gonna be a pain to clean up you should have just left it right there or taken it and put it in his bed (laughs) inside his pillow the whole thing of ramen inside his pillow that would have been a pain to clean up too (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I'm a really passive aggressive cleaner So, like, when I find stuff that makes me mad, I'm like, Mm-mm. I'm going to teach you. <laughs> I can lead this Lesson for me. to be learned. <laughs> That's right. I actually have been making my kids do the clean. That's my plan today. I'm going to clean. I'm going to have my kids do the dusting and the vacuum. I'm really trying to phase myself out completely yeah. of all chores during this That's quarantine. A- so, I'm, I'm yeah. bringing a whole mech yeah. back. I had the kids clean their forth. own bathroom the other day because so. I was like, they complained that there was pee on the floor. And I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. that's every day. And guess who usually cleans it? So here you go, guys. Here's the <laughs> spray. Here's a towel. You're on it. Not doing it. <laughs> don't, don't use too much yeah, spray. Exactly. We're Try not to use my towel. <laughs> How about don't pee on the floor? You know what I, I mean? I, well, exactly. Don't pee on the floor. Yeah. We don't. I know. I, that's my, it's exactly what I say to them every single time. I'm like, I do not pee on the floor and I don't like having to pee up or pee up, <laughs> clean up somebody else's pee on the regular. So please just stop <laughs> doing it. Like mm-mm, stop. I think that's really when you like come of age is like when you get your bathroom habits down to the point where someone else can like reasonably live yeah. with you. That's when you become a person. I think (laughs) so. So for some people, it happens at five. For some people, it never happens. For some people, yeah, (laughs) they're still thirty and peeing on the floor. So gross. I'm so glad that my husband actually learned that. Yeah. (laughs) Thank his mom for that. (laughs) Yeah, he's a clean person anyway. Like, yes, it's it's nothing to be dismissed. Like we appreciate you men (laughs) who don't pee on floors. And if you do pee on the floor, right? Clean exactly. It up. Like I get it; it happens. It's you know, but at least acknowledge and wipe it up and move on with your day. Like, don't leave it for me. Yeah. <coughs> and don't. Yes, and please, dried ramen. please put the ramen away, or at least eat it all. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> oh well. Are you ready to hear this case? 
I'm so ready to hear your case. So second case, I decided to investigate the case of Lindsay Baum. She is a 10-year-old from McCleary, Washington. And it's it's about an hour and a half southwest of Seattle. It's a real small town, 1,500 people. She went missing on June 26, 2009. And she was about to turn 11 on July 7th. She had been spending the day with just a couple friends. They went swimming during the day. Later that evening, um, around 8.15, they all went to McClearing Video to rent a movie. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, typical summer evening with your friends, go swimming and all right, well, let's go rent a movie. So the clerk there had noticed them um, because they were just a group of girls and they're joking around and laughing. There was nothing really out of the ordinary, but they were just, you know, cute little group of girls and they were alone. They were just hanging out by themselves. And it was real close. How um, many were as there? As far as know? I can tell, it was three of them. Um, from okay, no, so it wasn't no, like it was just a few girls. of them. Um, and it was close to where they all lived because gotcha. this is a small town, and so you know, I totally can understand letting this group of girls walk to the video store and you know rent a movie for their evening. And later on, Lindsay and one of the other friends, Michaela, had gone back to Lindsay's house for just a short time to hang out. And then they decided that they wanted to try and have a sleepover that night. So they had to go walk over to Michaela's house to ask her mom's permission. Um, so Lindsay and Michaela were walking with um, Lindsay's older brother, Josh, and he's 12 years old. And I, I believe he was okay. riding his bike, but Regardless, they were all going together over to Michaela's house. And about halfway there, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, Lindsay and Josh just got into a stupid sibling argument, you know, whatever. They were just bickering over who knows what. But another neighbor that happened to be um, walking along that path saw them and just said, all right, guys, cut it out. You don't need to be arguing over this. Josh, why don't you just go home? You don't need to be walking together. End this argument and you just go home. So he did. And there was no indication. Okay. Yeah, there was no indication at this point that Josh was going with them to be to supervise or anything because he was only like, you know, just less than two years older than Lindsay. So I don't think he was going. His mom had asked him to go and keep an eye on her. And he was just it was just something for him to do. So Lindsay and Michaela get to Michaela's house and they're only there for about 10 or 15 minutes. They ask mom for a sleepover and she says no and informs Lindsay that she should start heading home before it gets too dark outside. Um, at this point, it was about nine or nine fifteen. Oh, that's dark already. Well, I know that's what I thought, but I mean, I don't know, like the summertime, the I know. Summer. I, yeah, I know. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, that didn't make sense to me either when I read that, but that's what the report said. So going with it Um, yeah she only lives about four to six blocks from there so it would have been a quick walk quick 10 minute walk people say um Mm -hmm. and but she leaves and walks by herself at that point so Michaela stayed home and she left on her own so if you look at a map of this town there is a main road that cuts through the town and it's called third street 
Lindsay was walking along Maple Street, which is um, where Michaela, Michaela lived on Maple Street. And she's walking along Maple Street East. And she would need to cross this main road, this third street, go south about a block, and then go east on her road, Momsen, just a couple blocks in. And that's where she lived. Um, she only lived a couple of streets down on Momsen. And according to reports, she never made it to that main road, third street, as far as they can okay. tell. Um, the only person that saw her was a neighbor that saw her about two thirds of the way home. Um, she drove past her. She didn't talk to her or anything, but she drove past her and saw her walking. So she was walking along Maple Street. But then after that, nobody saw her at all. Um, so when she didn't come home, I mean, her mom wasn't worried at first because she had, she knew she was at her friend's house. Um, but when she didn't come home, her mom tried calling her cell phone, but her phone had died earlier that day. And Lindsay had left it at home on her charger. So mm. yeah. And it rang, it rang at home, not even able to track her. I'm not even sure if you could do that in 2009, but either way, she doesn't have her cell phone to get in touch with her. She waited a little while longer and about 10 50 PM she got nervous and called the police to report her missing. Did she call Michaela's mom? You know, I didn't see that in a report. I would have assumed that she would have. Sure. I mean, cause just as a mom, you, you call the last place that you know your daughter is or your child yeah. is. It doesn't specifically say that, but I mean, I would assume that she did. <clears throat> the police come out to take a report um, and they ask mom if she has a history of running away, you know, pretty, I think, standard question, or would she have a reason to run away? Um, and mom explains that she's never done that before. She also notes that um, her and Lindsay's dad had recently gotten divorced and Lindsay was upset about it, but she didn't think she was upset enough to run away because of that. Um, okay, and she, dad? Well, dad was living at this time living in he's in the military and he's living in Tennessee and he hadn't had a whole lot of contact with Le uh, Lindsay recently so okay. he's not he's not there he's not in the same state um and you know but and so Lindsay was um upset about her and dad or her mom and her dad getting divorced but mom still they, they didn't think it was a reason that she, that she was that upset that she would run away because of it um and also mom didn't think that she would get lost because she's made this walk tons of times it's only a few blocks away it's a short distance she didn't think she was going to get lost um oh and i did forget to mention i don't know, even know if this is important but her dad was about to get deployed um oh. coming up she mom felt that Lindsay would never get into a car with a stranger she said she would have fought and screamed Someone would have heard something if that had, was what happened. So she didn't really think that Lindsay had been abducted or if she had, that it was by somebody she knew because that would be the only reason she would get into a car with somebody. Um, Friday night and Saturday night, they, or, and Saturday, they started searching the area. No scents were picked up by bloodhounds. Um, throughout the two days, hundreds of people had joined the search, but every time... They came up with nothing. She had basically just disappeared. Wow. Um, yeah. They tried to get video surveillance from surrounding businesses. And 
they did get a few, but there was nothing significant on these videos. Um, it, like I said, it was a small town. So there was a couple of places on that main road, but nothing on the video to, um, showed her or anything suspicious. There was a shell station that was on third street, that main road. And she on the opposite side of Maple. So she would have had to cross the street right around that shell station and go past it to get to her street. <clears throat> um, but they did not get a surveillance video at the time from the shell station. Apparently there was some sort of language barrier between the shell station owner and the police. So the, so at first they didn't even know there was a video at the shell station. Um, and so years later, they were able to obtain that video. And when I say years later, I mean, they literally got this video like just a couple of years ago. <clears throat> but she was not on the video at all. Um, oh. She definitely, yeah, they, she didn't see her or anything on the video. And she definitely would have passed that it. they think that she did not make it to Third Street. Yeah, exactly. So they're now assuming since this neighbor saw her on Maple Street, and now this video surveillance is showing that she wasn't even on it, that they are assuming she never even got to that third street for sure. So it was a really short time frame that she went missing. Yeah, you said a 10-minute walk from her house to the friend's house. Yeah. That they just were able to narrow down to, what, three minutes? Almost. Yeah, yeah, a couple minutes that, wow. you know, between the time that somebody saw her and she would have crossed that shell station. <laughs> So yeah, that's a yeah. small time to just have an opportunity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, the distance she was walking was basically like walking around my neighborhood and she went, you know, missing, you know, in that, I couldn't imagine like, Oh, I'm just taking a walk around the block essentially is what that is for me. And I would, you know, just all of a sudden go just, just disappear out of. <laughs> you don't do for... that. Well, no, I know. it's possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> you can disappear and come to North Carolina. I won't tell a soul. Oh, okay, that that would actually <laughs> probably be a more accurate thing that would happen. <laughs> it's also the first place everyone would look. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Go to Beth's. Yep. <laughs> Go knock on Beth's door. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll hide you in my closet. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that kind of friend. Um, they um, continue to search for her. <clears throat> they extend the area they're searching pretty much daily. They bring in helicopters. They stop every car that drives in and out of the town. They go door to door asking for information from people and they just come up empty. Like they find nothing. She has two MySpace accounts. Yeah. Oh, MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. Uh, <laughs> every time we hear anything about MySpace, my husband and I, like, actually really my husband says that in that voice and it's hilarious to me. Uh, <laughs> Way to tie him in. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Emery. Shout out. Um, well, anyway, she has two accounts. One is a private account and the other one is public. Um, and, but on either one of them, there's no real recent activity, but a couple of months before she had posted something about having nightmares and being scared that something bad was going to happen to her, which that's pretty strange to just randomly post that, but it doesn't really point to anything specific out of, you know, that uh, to what could have happened to her. Uh, yeah. They are now searching creeks, 
with dive teams. They're searching dumpsters um, mm. and just they're finding nothing. They're not finding any clothes. They're not finding any um, sense of her. Nothing. Um, they did not send out an Amber Alert because at this time it was you had to have a confirmed abduction, information about a vehicle and information about the subject or the suspect. And so hmm. they just didn't, they didn't put one out, which is kind of sad because I feel like if they had, they would have, um, something would have happened. This case may have turned out a little bit differently had an Amber Alert gone out. Is that different now, right? I think it is. I didn't, you know, I should have looked that up. I think it's different. And I know that her mom did work to try and get this changed because like I said, had they sent one out, you know, even just a description of her. I mean, clearly there was a description right. of her out there because police and stuff, were, they were looking for her. But if it was just an Amber Alert goes out to, you know, thousands of people in surrounding counties right. and, you know, it goes further than just your tiny small town. It's the whole state, I think. Yeah, I thought so, too. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know when they pop up on my phone, I'm like, I don't even know where that is. Right. Um, so... They do expand the search to neighboring counties at this point. Um, they've, they've just gotten to a point where they know that she's not in McCleary. They're not finding any evidence of her there. So they decide to um, expand it to neighboring counties. On July 2nd, though, they end the searches. Um, they're not giving up. They're still investigating. Oh, that's not very long after. I know, but just because they hadn't come up with anything and they just keep sending people out and it, they just keep coming up blank that they just end the actual searches, but they're still investigating. So yeah. if something comes in, they investigate it, but it's not a whole lot. Um, then July 7th comes and goes, and that's her 11th birthday. They have held a few vigils for her in the town over that week. Um, but so sad for that mom. I mean, she's dealing with her child being missing and now she has to not celebrate but celebrate her birthday without her and I'm just curious mm -hmm. <clears throat> mom and dad yes they were cleared they don't think that dad may have tried to come and got her since they were in a custody battle like they cleared him yes no everything was clear um mom offered um early on because she didn't want to be um they didn't, she didn't want them to focus on her. So she had offered early on to do a polygraph and she was cleared. All friends and family were cleared pretty early okay. on um, in the first couple of days. So yeah, so no. And dad at this point is trying to come to McCleary and he does get there eventually, I think like a week, a week or two after. Um, yeah, because, he probably has to be given permission. Well, yeah, he had to get permission, especially since he was about to be deployed. So, um, right. yeah, he did end up coming and he did have, you know, alibis and stuff like that because he was in the Navy or in the Army. So, gotcha. yeah, everybody was cleared in the family. Um, Lindsay's story is featured on America's Most Wanted a little over a week after she went missing. Oprah shared her story at some point. The story is out there. I hadn't heard of it. But at that time, I don't think I was as into true crime as I am now. So I wasn't really paying attention to stuff like that. I, I probably right. was like turning things off. If I saw a kid go missing, I just didn't want to hear about it. You know, like just too sad right. for me. So I hadn't heard about it, but it has, it was out there. And at this point, a $6,000 reward um, is being offered by 
Crime Stoppers and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, um, hoping that it'll bring in some lead. A week later, the donations, more donations come in and they raise their reward to $10,000. So some leads are coming in, but when they investigate them further, they turn out to be nothing. Just like leads of suspicious people. Yeah, like somebody will call in. Yeah, oh, I saw her. Or here's, you know, somebody that I think nothing, nothing would ever come of it, though. So Mm -hmm. jump to September and the police now have a couple of places that they want to search based on some of these tips. Um, They, you know, they had searched the entire county, you know, or town, but they didn't, they didn't have specific reasons to have search warrants for, you know, certain houses. But now because of some tips, they had two search warrants issued for an abandoned house in the town and another one for a residence um, that just had junk cars surrounding the property. And that residence had, I think, five people living in it. Um, until now, they had no reason to suspect any particular person or resident. So they searched the abandoned house, <clears throat> came up with nothing. Um, then they moved to the residence that had five people or five members living there. The, they interviewed all of them multiple times and one person there, he was a 23-year-old male. He had some inconsistencies in his stories, both, you know, times they spoke to him. He would say he was at one place when she went with, missing, and then the next time he said he was somewhere else. So they just kind of had a weird feeling about him. Um, hmm. And they also knew he was working at a local retirement home near where Lindsay had been seen. So they took some forensics from his car. And then when they searched the house, they also collected a condom for DNA and some porn mags, (laughs) magazines and named him a person of interest at this point. Um, Mm. And a few days later, a friend of his came forward saying he had spoken to him on the phone. And when he talked to him, he had said, it is so sad that this girl has been taken and cut up and dismembered. Whoa. Yeah. So that had not been said. Like, and that's what the friend thought. The friend's like, um, the only thing I heard was that she was missing. I didn't hear any of that other stuff. So this is really strange to me. So felt it was important. Kudos to friends yeah. for calling it in. Yeah. No kidding. Cause yeah, that's just a strange thing to say or make up if you know nothing about this case. So um, so he came forward and so they really felt he was a person of interest at this point. So now he's a suspect. Um, and he also, um, had been accused of a sexual assault of a child in 2002, not 2002. I meant also in 2000, he was a suspect of sexual assault of a child. So, oh, so he was a kid. Yeah. He was real young when that happened. And now like 14 yeah he's really interesting to police at this point however nine days later he's just dropped as a suspect because they found Mm -hmm. nothing to link him no like the forensic they took from the car had nothing of Lindsay's on it the condom there was no dna on it that they could link him with so they just dropped him as a suspect and now they're back to square one they have no leads at all so 
that was in September and now October because they had, you know, been investigating this guy. They now spurred up some more search parties. So they did another search again in remote areas outside of the town forests. Um, then, and this, but still they found nothing. Then in November of 2009, um, some couple of strange things happened. There was this guy that was just like squatting outside of a child's window in town. He's just in their backyard and he's sitting underneath this window in the, same town. in the same town. And he's sitting underneath this bedroom window of one of the kids and parents come out, ask this guy for ID and he basically takes off. But the strange thing about it is that the person, the child's window was a cousin of Lindsay's. So a little strange that this is like linked, you know, Lindsay goes missing months later, this guy comes and is hanging out in the, underneath the window of her cousin's house. Um, and it is not the 23 year old kid that no, was originally a suspect. No, it said it was a, an older gentleman. So I don't think it was, oh. it wasn't definitely not a young kid. Um, and then days later after that, a 10 year old was offered a ride home by a strange man. And that child, you know, got scared and nervous and, you know, said no and just ran away and got home. And then a few days after that one, a nine-year-old was um, approached by an old man, older man, and asking for help loading his groceries into his car. But same thing. That child was like, uh-uh, no way. I'm out of here and ran home. Okay, McCleary. Can you please supervise your nine-year-old? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Same, I mean, same age, everything. Um, and both times this was, um, a silver Mazda The the man had a silver Mazda. So they believe that those two were the same person. Third, that the one underneath the window could have been the same person, but they didn't have a car description of that guy. Um, so they just have this stranger in town. They're, they're thinking that's coming that took Lindsay and now possibly is coming to look for another kid to take. So wow. that's November jump to January. Um, 20,000, they have a $20,000 reward now, but again, nothing, no leads come in, nothing happens. February of 2010, uh, mom has decided to move out of the state. Um, she's having some financial difficulties. She had, you know, spent all of her time looking for Lindsay, um, waiting for her to come home. She hadn't been working. She was collecting unemployment checks. Um, and then all of a sudden the state came back and started asking her for like some of that money back for some reason. So she was just, you know, going through some financial difficulties. So, and she still has the the brother, right? right? She still has a son. So yes, she's got to take care of him now. Um, so they decide to do a search of her house one more time. And like I said, they had been cleared, you know, when this all first happened, but they were like, well, you're moving out. Let's just do one more thorough search of the house, but they still came up with nothing. So March 10th or March of 2010 nightline featured the case to try and spur up some momentum. But then after that, it just kind of drops off. There's no info out there pretty much after March of 2010. And it just stopped getting coverage because they're getting nothing. They're getting nothing. And it's just, other things are happening in the news is life is moving on. The world is moving on. Um, so it just kind of drops off until 
September of 2017. So, whoa, yeah, seven years later. Big old jump. Yeah. There. So, is she presumed dead at this point? Um, do they do that? They didn't, and I'm not entirely yeah. sure why. Mom, mom was pretty adamant, which I feel like I would be the same way. Like she was convinced she was still out there and alive. She, in her heart, any any yeah. interview I saw of her. She's like, I just know she's out there. I know she's out there. And like I said, being a mom, I'd probably be the same thing because I just wouldn't want to believe that my kid was gone forever. Yeah. So, but yeah, so, but it just kind of dropped off. And then seven years later, a couple of hunters in Ellensburg, Washington, which is in Eastern Washington, Kittitas County. It's about two and a half hours east of McCleary. So a little bit of a distance away. They found partial remains of a person, just a skeleton. So they called the police and they came out and collected the skeleton. And it went to a lab to be tested. And it waited in line basically to be tested because they were kind of backlogged. So this skeleton wasn't tested until spring of 2018. So several months later and they when they finally tested it they did find out that it was Lindsay. oh so but nothing else was ever found like no other parts of her they nothing was discovered on the of the on the skeleton that showed a cause of death nothing it was just they knew that the skeleton the head was hers um and it's kind of weird thinking back now on that 23-year-old who was a suspect that mentioned someone uh, that her, she was dismembered and now <clears throat> we're finding just a piece of her. But, I mean, clearly they cleared him. So, but it's still weird to wow. me to know that he Were they that. able to, yeah, were they able to do a cause of no, death? No, they weren't. Yeah, no, they did not. They They didn't discover what the cause of death was. So, I don't think it was like blunt force trauma to the head if they didn't see anything. So clearly something else on her body would have shown this, but they have never found anything. So she was just out there for eight years, hours from her home, Um, which is so sad. So sad to think about that. But so sad. um, They've now raised the reward to $45,000 and still nothing. They're just... (laughs) They have no luck. This is like such a weird case to me because I feel like every t- every turn they make, they just come up like, oh, here's another dead end. Here's another dead end. We can never get anything anywhere with this case. Um, but then also in 2018, this is kind of a weird, weird situation for me, but they discover these guys. They're called, they're the Emery brothers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. My husband's name is Emery, guys. So <laughs> it's a little weird to yeah. see his name there. Um, but their names are Charles Thomas and Edwin. They're 82, 80, and 79, respectively. They all, oh, their last name. Yes. Their last name is Emery. Charles Emery, Thomas Emery, Edward Emery. And they live 30 minutes, about 30 minutes from McCleary. And, um, they all live together in a house. They, um, they had been accused of, um, sexual assault of some family members. They, all of them and they all well two of them went to trial and stood trial and are in jail for for the for that but the other one did not one of them did not because he was deemed unfit to um 
stand trial because he had dementia. Um, so he's just in a home, but two of them have been convicted. So there was a niece or a cousin clear, um, cleaning out their garage. And she had found all this stuff, like child pornography, clothes, underwear, um, a manifesto of satanic rituals of raping and killing girls. They're clearly involved in some weird things. And they're 30 minutes from (laughs) Um, McCleary? But also, (gasps) yes, they're 30 minutes from McCleary. And she also found in a pile of that stuff, this flyer from (gasps) Lindsey Bong's case. So their theory, please have, is that they had something to do with this. Because that could have been their souvenir from her case or whatever. And they have the proximity to the town. They could also explain the strange men coming around. That's what they should call him, by the way. Yeah. Welcome for that, McCleary. Wow. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Because really, it could have been, you know, one of them going back or, you know, different ones. And if they're brothers, I'm assuming they look somewhat alike and they could drive the same car into town and be stocking up the kids yeah so they're just if you read about them we could probably do several episodes about these guys they are just weird guys and it's really freaky to me that there's three brothers are living together just doing all of these things and how what I want to know is how do you even figure out that y'all y'all are into the same stuff like you're just sitting around watching <laughs> eating some dried ramen hey well, you guys together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all wow. like little girls oh, man. <laughs> like, weird what a twist how do you get to that point any yeah so it just jumps to this weird scenario and you know where they find her and then they find these random brothers not far from where she lives and they're clearly involved in some crazy stuff. And so they don't know if they're involved, like at this point, police think they could be, but yeah, there's really nothing more found to prove it. And they're not saying they are. So hopefully because they're in jail, they can eventually push these guys if they are involved. For are some they still investigating them for the disappearances but, of other people? Like I'm assuming you said they found clothes and underwear and pictures and things like that. Like they could probably connect them. I would imagine through evidence at this point to some kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that it was the, the abuse of their family members that they actually got convicted on. So I, you know, and so some of that could have been from there, but yeah, this is like a whole different rabbit hole. You could go down like these, like I said, these guys are a whole nother, not even one episode. One episode (laughs) per Emery brother. They are. We could have special guests. Emery brothers. (laughs) (laughs) With your husband. (laughs) That's crazy, man. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, I really just pray one day that there's some closure for this family just to know what happened to her. I know they have at least closure of, yeah. well, they found her, well, part of her, but, you know, just to know what happened to her and why, get, why? Yeah, man. Just get some answers. So, anyway, there's another, that was a good one. Another crazy one that. in the book. Yeah, so sad. It was twisty, yeah. and then especially that. We ending. may we may be looking yeah. up these these brothers here. 
they are definitely proof that the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets, y'all. Thanks for listening.